This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5. 1280 The Zone. Breaking news in the last segment, the Jazz trade a future second-round pick to the Golden State Warriors in exchange for Eric Pascal. So their uh, offseason continues on. In fact, we'll talk to our next guest about it. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery that Utah's in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property uh, concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. He is editor of the Rookie Wire for uh, USA Today. Uh, He's Cody Taylor with us back here on The Big Show. What's going on, Cody? How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, we uh, we appreciate you jumping on. Give us uh, a few thoughts. It's been a busy offseason for the Utah Jazz. How do you think they're doing? Yeah, so far I think think they're doing pretty good. And, you know, coming into – the process, their their long stated goal was, was to was to resign Mike Conley, and they of course did it. And then now we're starting to see them make some some other moves. They bring in Rudy Gay, Hassan Whiteside, and of course, as you just alluded to, they're reportedly trading for Eric Pascal, who is a longtime friend, childhood friend of Donovan Mitchell. They're very close growing up, so that that should be you know certainly exciting for for Donovan to, to see his childhood friend come in, and I think. That could be a good fit for him. He, he didn't quite work out with the Warriors uh, last season. Uh, he had a good rookie year two seasons ago, missed some time last year with injury, and then you know hopefully a, a fresh start for him can, can kind of get him back on track to what we saw a few years ago. When we first heard about the trade, I was checking out uh, some of the uh, some of his highlights. He looks like a he's six six, like he's and two fifty five. But he's looks like a powerful individual, somebody who can do some damage maybe uh, on the receiving end of the pick and roll. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he looks like uh, he's got some moves. Yeah, and, and, you know, I had a chance to, to watch him very closely a couple of years ago when he was a rookie on Rookie Wire and, and, you know, really cover him. He really had an opportunity that season to play because of the injuries and just kind of where the, the Warriors were and their, and, you know, Steph was out, Clay was out. They just lost KD. So where they kind of were allowed for him to really play. And, and had they been a full team, maybe he wouldn't have got a chance to play and really show what he had. That being said, watching him, he, he really, as you mentioned, is just a, a, a big, powerful, strong guy that you can kind of plug it into the front court there. And maybe he can play a little bit of center more power forward, and that's where the Warriors kind of maybe misuse them a little bit, a lot at the center. Their last season with the Warriors really trying to figure out some things in that front court with James Wiseman and some other guys. So they're really kind of just trying to, to throw something against the wall and see if it's stuck. And so, you know, if you're the Jazz, you bring them in and, and can fill a spot in, in the front court. Of course, they got rid of Derek Favors, and so we'll, we'll see just kind of how that comes to be. But, you know, if you're – Certainly, if you're not a Mitchell, seeing your buddy come in, it should help. And, and you know, by all accounts, Pascal will be, be excited for the opportunity and, and to really have a new situation and kind of see what, what, what 
the Jazz can do for him. Resigning Mike Conley uh, and combine that with these other moves we're talking about, do the Jazz remain a contender in the Western Conference in your mind? Yeah, I think so. And and I think that, you know, Mike Conley, we've said on here many times when, when I've been on or just elsewhere, he's one of the more underrated players, one of the more underrated guards that we've seen, um, you know, consistently each year. And he should be a multiple, multiple-time all-star all and, and all of these things. Even when he was with the Grizzlies, he was, you know, one of the most underrated guys. And I think bringing him back, certainly they made it a priority to do so, and they did that. And so, um, you know, the Jazz, they're, they've been a team on the rise for a number of years. And, you know, last season was, was the best one that, you know, has come recently. And so, of course, they, there's, you know, you're not going to jump from, you know, first round team all the way to the West Finals, NBA Finals. You know, you got to kind of take those steps. And fortunately, you know, they, they had great success last year, number one seed in the West. And, and so to, to build on that and to add some of these players, Mike Conley, Rudy Gay, Hassan Whiteside, and, and already to, to the core that they have with Gobert and, and Ingles. And it sounds like he's staying for, for the time being. And so, um, you know, they have a, a good core there. And you, you'd really like to see what happens next year and see if they can continue that. Because, of course, Phoenix Suns and the Clippers and the Lakers are retooled. There's a lot of teams out there in the West. The Warriors are probably getting Clay Thompson back. And so it's going to be a crowded, uh, you know, at the top of the standings there in the West. But I think that they can continue to, to show – and, and prove that last season last season was no fluke. So, uh, yeah, the Jazz had a terrific year last year, and then they ran into the Clippers, and the real problem for them seemed to be a lack of flexibility, versatility, whatever the word is. And do you believe that these moves that the Jazz have made, including Rudy Gay, uh, will will accomplish that task so that they'll be much more formidable in that regard? I think so, um, and, and you know, obviously adding Hassan gives a good backup to Rudy, but uh, Rudy Gobert that is. And then you bring in Rudy Gay, who's you know on the backside of his career, but I still think he has a lot to show and a lot to prove. And and you know, adding him obviously what was a priority for them as well as one of the first moves they made. And so I think that is a good addition. And, and throw him next to to, to Donovan and Bogdanovich, and you know the. They have a good core there, and, and, you know, they bring in the rookie, Jared Butler. It will remain to be seen how much he plays, but I thought that was a good pick getting him uh, there in the second middle of the second round. A lot of people thought he was a first-round pick, but he had some health concerns and, and dropped down on the Jets, so I think that was a good addition and, and just kind of see what happens there. But I think that so far that the, the Jets have had a pretty solid offseason. So certainly wanted to ask you about the draft and the, the Jazz move from 30 back to 40. And, uh, you know, they kind of had the vibe that they got the player that they wanted anyway. And uh, as you probably know, Dennis Lindsay um, has a, a deep connection to Baylor in that he went there and his son played there. And so they, I guess what I'm asking is, are you worried about those injury concerns with him? Or do you think the Jazz probably have some information to make a pretty savvy pick? Yeah, I would imagine that they've, they've received some pretty good information on his medical history that would warrant them taking him. Um, you know, he spoke the other day, said he's you know, the NBA cleared him from the fitness to, to play panel uh, prior to the draft. And obviously that didn't help his draft stock at all. For You know, that was only probably the week before the draft that he got cleared. 
And so for much of the draft process, he wasn't able to work out with teams. He could interview with them, but obviously teams want to see what he can do on the court um, in, in those situations, those individual settings and, and in workouts against some of the other top prospects. So certainly I think that helped him. Um, but when you factor in that he's completely healthy now, he said he's healthy. Uh, he's not playing so far in summer league. We'll see if they let him go. But assuming he's 100% healthy, this is a player that some had gone mid first round to late first round, early second round. And so to get him at 40, I think was, was very good value there. And, you know, generally speaking, when you're in the, the middle of the second round there, it's, it's anyone's guess as to what that player could potentially turn into. And so, um, obviously, as a guy that was a projected first-rounder by a lot of people, to get him at 40, I think, is good value. And, you know, if you can get some production out of him, and, and you know, you never know. We could be talking a year from now, maybe two or three years from now, as he's one of the biggest deals of the draft. And it's unfortunate that his health concerns dropped him that low, and that's what I'm guessing it was, because obviously he would have wanted to go in the first round. But, it's, it's you know, it's, it's a little, almost maybe a blessing in disguise for him to go to a situation that, he can develop a little slowly and come along with the Jazz, obviously a strong uh, developmental team and a team that's uh, competing for our championship. So I don't mean to put you on the spot in this regard, uh, but I'm curious to know that if the Jazz got the guy they wanted in the draft and they had the 30th pick and they dropped back to 40, obviously, you know, there's not a guaranteed contract, right, coming in the second round. But how does that work? How does a team know – I think the Jazz must have been pretty certain that he was still going to be available at 40 instead of 30. Do they communicate with each other on that on draft night, or is that taboo? Did we lose Cody? Cody, you with us? All right. Uh, yeah, sorry about oh, the yeah. Oh, there you are, Cody. You're back <laughs> with us. Uh, all right. Sorry about it. No problem. Um but, um, you know, around this time or, or right before the draft, there is rumor innuendo that, that you know, if a, player, a team will say to a player, hey, if you're here at 28, we're going to take you. And, you know, there's a lot of promises around, you know, the draft combine. And that's why you see players drop out. However, with, with, with Butler and the Jazz, you, you'd like to think that there's probably some kind of communication there. Um, I don't know that for certain, but obviously, as you alluded to, to make that kind of move, to move back, they, they probably had some good intel that he might still be there. Um, and, and so that could be just something that was communicated with them ahead of time. But it was, you know, maybe not necessarily a bold move, but it was kind of, you know, a little aggressive to, to make that move with knowing that maybe he could have been gone by, by 40 if that was his, uh, their guy. Give us a couple of uh, teams that had a particularly good draft night. Yeah, I think the Houston Rockets did for sure. Of course, it helped that they had the, the second overall pick to, to get Jalen Green. But when you when you kind of move move after that, they, they made a trade with the Thunder. Got Alfred Shingun from, from Turkey, who's, you know, viewed as one of the most versatile big guys in the draft. Uh, had a you know, career over in, in Serbia, one of the one of the top places for, for some of these guys, international prospects. And then they, they get Usman Garuba from from Spain, who's regarded as arguably the, the, the top defender in the draft. He certainly showed it with Spain. 
during their Olympic run, and then they got uh, they got Josh Christopher from Arizona State. So I think that that Houston had had a good night. Um, you know, you, you looked around. I think the Magic had a, had a great night as well. And it may not have even been anything they did. It was more of a matter of Jalen Suggs dropping to them at five. Um, you know, I don't think a lot of people saw that. It was probably one of the biggest surprises of the draft, uh, just considering he was heavily linked to the Raptors, and then they get Franz Wagner at uh, at number eight. So I think those teams had, had a pretty good night, but I think if you're the Rockets, you, you had a particularly great night just as a team that needed to add talent, young players to that roster, and they certainly accomplished that. Are you as high on Cade Cunningham as it seems like a lot of people were, and if so, why? Yeah, I think so, and, and you know, he's, he's highly regarded as probably one of the top prospects that we've seen in, over the last decade or so. And just when you look at what he can do, his size and, and the way he can play on both ends of the floor, you know, and if, and if you're a guy that your, your biggest knock is you're not, your athleticism isn't elite and it's just pretty good, then I think that's, that's he's in, he's in good, company, good company. And I mean, he's been, you know, is he the top best prospect since, since LeBron or, or some of these other guys? And I think that when you look at what he's done uh, at Oklahoma State, certainly he showed a, a lot of his, a lot of his talent. And then when you add him, I think, I think it was, was very key for him to, to, to join the Pistons. They, they had a fantastic season last year in terms of developing their rookies in, in City Bay and Isaiah Stewart, obviously. Wins and losses weren't there. They're, they got the number one pick for a reason, but they have a very strong developmental system. And to add Kate Cunningham, who doesn't need a whole lot added to his game, but to get him in that system, I think, will work out for him. And, and by all accounts, he's, he's ready to go. He, he's buying into the Detroit system. He's you know committed. Uh, he, said, uh, he said yesterday that he just wants to be treated like one of the guys. He isn't necessarily concerned about coming in and living up to the heights. He just wants to play winning basketball and help the, help the Pistons win as many games as they can next year. So I do like it. And I think that, you know, even five years from now, we'll look back on that and say that, you know, he was a franchise changing player. Last thing for me, Cody, and going away from the the draft, uh, <clears throat> based on the, the average age of uh, free agent that the, the Lakers are signing, uh, what do you, what do you think the odds uh, on their next move bringing, being, uh, bringing Mark Price out of retirement? <laughs> I hear Reggie Miller can still shoot. Uh, he can we'll still see. shoot it. They need shooting. <laughs> you know, hey, uh, bring Steve Kerr into play. Yeah, let's do it. But um, <laughs> what do you think no, about the I, Lakers? Yeah, I, I don't know. I I I'd like to think that you know, it's obviously LeBron has a lot to say with that, and you hope that he knows what he's doing. And you know, I still think Carmelo still has a lot to offer, as he showed in, in Portland. But the the Westbrook trade, I, I think, was. You know, for a team that does need shooting, you know, to add Russell Westbrook, and I love Russ. He's one of my favorite players. I, I love his triple double run and, and everything like that. But he, he's not the best shooter, and, and for whatever reason, just hasn't been able to be a, a consistent shooter from deep. And it's it's not even that he's a you know a thirty five percent shooter. He's he's well below that. Even at the free throw line, he struggles. And so, you know, for for you know LeBron, Russ, and, and Carmelo, all these guys that have always been very ball dominant, add them all kind of on the same team. It's a little questionable, um, but you know we'll see how it works out. And certainly they have enough talent, they have enough playmakers on that team to make something happen. 
They did get Kendrick Nunn, who I, I really liked uh, with the Heat. You know, a couple of years ago, he was a rookie and was in the Rookie of the Year race. And, and they had Malik Monk and bring back Kalen Horton Tucker. So there are some good moves. And, you know, we've all seen the memes of, of the, the Lakers' age and, and you know, the, the old guys sitting down on the bench. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's funny, but we'll, we'll see how it works. And, and I do think there have been some good moves but we'll, we'll just kind of see how it all comes comes together. Okay, so one last thing from me, and I want to get back to what you mentioned earlier about Eric uh, Pascal, and that is that he's friends with Donovan Mitchell from many, many years ago. And I, I know you mentioned that, but I'm curious to know, does that settle Donovan down? Does that make him feel better? Does that put him in a – because he was devastated after the Jazz – were eliminated. Does this help him uh, settle those uh, those uh, those frayed nerves that he had? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, you know, by all accounts, they were very close growing up. And and, um, and you know, coming into the draft, Donovan was very high on Eric on Eric and, and where he landed, and loved the pick for the Warriors. And so, um, you know, I, I do think, and we've seen this in, in, in today's NBA where if you can get a couple guys together that know each other, um, that, that certainly will help mend some, mend some, uh, you know, some feelings or some frustration, if you will, with the early playoff exit or whatever the case is. So, um, you know, a lot of these guys are, are go way back to, to high school, AAU and even beyond. And so to bring in a guy like that and, Obviously, Donovan knows Eric's game as much as anyone, and, and for them to bring him in, um, and maybe Donovan has something to do with that. We're, you know, we're still, news just broke a few minutes ago. We're still not quite sure yet. Maybe he has something to do with that, and certainly if, if he had something to do with that, then obviously then that's going to make him very happy. And so, you know, you don't always want to cater every single move you make to, to one player or whatever the case is, but bringing in a guy like Eric, I think, is a, is a big addition for them and, and a young guy that they can kind of, especially he's on a, he's on a very team friendly contract, you know, a couple million per year or whatever it was, but you know, to, to, to potentially get great value, great production out of, out of a guy like that on, on a low contract, I think it is very good for the jazz. Cody, thank you very much for jumping on as always. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's our friend Cody Taylor, uh, editor of Rookie Wire for USA Today. You can follow him on Twitter at Cody Taylor NBA. There you go. Good stuff. Likes what the Jazz are doing, and uh, he agrees with you and me. And that you know, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean he's right, but I, I think he is. I mean, these are good moves the Jazz are making, addressing some of the things that in areas where they fell short, and uh, yeah, it, it looks. It looks good to me because there isn't some major deal going on, but these little bits and pieces may be enough and may be coming in great enough number to to nudge them forward, uh, covering the bridging that gap from where they were in contention to where they want to be, and that is winning a title. Well, it's tinkering. It yeah. feels like to me, right? You're you're tinkering with it. You know, not going to move one of the three all-stars on the team last right. year. Not going to do anything all that extreme. Just going to tinker, and maybe you can overcome some shortcomings. Exactly. And it's it's one of those things where you don't want to overreact. But the Jazz are more versatile now. 
they can do some things that they couldn't do before. And they're deeper. Well, I mean, George Yang was very popular around here. I, I, I get it. He had the funny attitude, and he, he made some big shots in his time here and uh, really improved. But in that particular role, who would you pick, George Niang or Rudy Gay? Rudy Gay. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, that <clears throat> there you're talking about a better player, but you're also talking about more depth, depth which uh, you were just alluding to. So, I mean, Are there any circumstances, Jake, and I'm asking this question a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but are there any scenarios where Rudy Gobert and Hassan Whiteside would be on the court? No, the stop it. Time? Stop it. No. Uh, for those of you who don't think that's that funny, uh, well, it's kind of funny because uh, it goes back to the Derek Favors days. It does, and that you were convinced last year. When I came was back not to, convinced uh, onto the roster that they were gonna, they were going to play together the whole season. I did not say that. Stop it. You you dug in your heels to the point where I came away from that show thinking I am going to count every minute that Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors play together. Well, that's just because that's how you're wired. No, that's yeah, because you're we, an were, angry we were having a drag-out show. Oh, come on. We... <laughs> I told speaking you, which, Favors is only going to play 15 minutes a game. Speaking of disputes that we've had, I ran your whole theory about quarterbacks in uh -huh. college only having to make one read. Uh -huh. I asked three different people about that, including a couple of college quarterbacks who said, I love Jake, but he's absolutely wrong. Mm -hmm. Just thought I'd settle that score. Mm -hmm. And they're absolutely right. Well, they would be in a position where you might think they might know a thing or two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. You're still, you're still standing strong. I didn't say all college quarterbacks, but it is definitely going that direction. Mm. And, and by the way, take it up with Britton Covey. He's the one who talked about it. That's the whole reason we were bringing that up. <laughs> okay. Said that uh, Tyler Huntley was really good about uh, deciding where he was going with the ball before the snap and then going there, and that Charlie Brewer is also really good at that. Well, maybe it's one of those situations, Jake, where, well, what is truth, really? Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm right. Maybe we both could be right. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And hey, you can uh, be right about your love life. Take care of yourself, right, Andrew? And uh, turn back the clock a little bit. Turn back the clock. If you're out there frustrated in the bedroom, probably heard us talk about this, but just think about what a relationship might look like two to three weeks from now if ED were no longer an issue. If you didn't have to take the pill, uh, what that could do to overall intimacy and happiness, that's what our technology can accomplish. It's the most studied and proven form of wave therapy. And with gentle pressure waves, it opens up and regrows the blood vessels. So it's bypassing all of the medication that treats symptoms and going to the root cause. A lot of guys have turned back the clock in the bedroom, just like you said, Jake. Yeah, and you, you hit on it right there, Andrew. i got to uh, imagine this would appeal to a lot of guys. Treat what's going on. Treat the problem. The previous treatments are treating the symptom. What sense does that make? Take care of the problem. That's right. Uh, one of the leading causes of erectile dysfunction is damaged blood vessels, which can come from a lot of different things. But damaged blood vessels and restricted blood flow, that's what we're correcting. And 
you'll be amazed what can happen in the bedroom and to the relationship when we get the blood flowing properly. 801-901-8000. That is the number to call. And uh, you always do great by our listeners, Andrew. I, I'm guessing today's no different. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of free, and you have no obligation to go forward with treatments. You can just come in and take the free, and maybe it'll be a good fit down the road. But the assessment and exam with our MD is free. You can ask him all the questions that maybe uh, you've wanted to talk to somebody about. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound. You get the gift that produces powerful results in the bedroom. It's great. And if you feel like you've got a need, blood work and testosterone is included to our patients today as well. So it's a lot of value, all no charge. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, guys. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day, with no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side, but then I spent so many nights thinking how... It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends at SNS Roofing, your locally owned roof repair experts. For a free quote on all your roofing needs, call SNS Roofing. Gordon, some uh, additional details coming out about uh, Jazz acquiring Eric Pascal from uh, Golden State. This is according to Bobby Marks of ESPN. says... Uh, Utah will acquire Pascal with the $2 million trade exception created in the Tony Bradley trade last November. Uh, he's in the last year of his contract and will be a restricted free agent in 2022. Jazz roster now up to 14, including Jared Butler. All right. That's a good use of that trade exception, I, I would say. You know, it's funny because those are the kinds of things that when they happen, you think, okay, no big deal, right? Well, sometimes it is a big deal. Oh, Just I think like, trade exceptions are a huge thing. Yeah, yeah I totally but, agree. But even, even like the Jazz moving from 30 to 40 and picking up a couple of second-round picks, where where along the road is that going to become valuable for the Jazz if they want to throw it in on some deal? Well, the second-round pick they just used here was one they got from Memphis. That's right. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you never know when those things are, are going to benefit you down the road. Absolutely. And, I mean – not to rehash old wounds, but it's why it was such a middle finger for Gordon uh, Hayward not to sign with the Jazz to do a sign-in trade so they could get a trade exception. I mean, Carlos Boozer did that when he went to the Bulls, and the Jazz turned around and used that trade exception to acquire Al Jefferson. Exactly. Which, I mean, I don't know if it was the, the, the best move in Jazz history, but it, it certainly helped keep that uh -huh. Jazz team relevant yep. as they were trying to convince Darren Williams to uh, want to be with the Jazz long term. Now, we all know how it worked out, but uh -huh. that they used that trade exception extremely, like it created a bunch of value with that. Right. And I get the feeling that, that the Jazz really understand their situation, that they have two really just – Great players uh, who, yeah, Donovan Mitchell is still young. He's 24, right? But Rudy Gobert's 29. And and so I, I think they realize that they are close and that they need to push that button now. 
they're adding a lot of, uh, I won't call it overwhelming firepower, but they are adding firepower. They are addressing their versatility issue, and they are looking to get something done right away. And isn't that what we talk about with star players who sometimes are unhappy and they sort of start looking around and the grass is greener maybe somewhere else, and it's up to the club to to do what's necessary to keep them soothed? And it seems to me like that's what the Jazz are doing here, a- accomplishing two goals with that, keeping those stars happy that the club is really engaged and wants to win now. And, and, and two, they, with, with Mitchell, they're, they're giving him uh, – I'll go back and say it. They're soothing his feelings. Yeah, I think they're shaking up the chemistry a little bit too. I mean, the Pascal move, they, they definitely have that relationship, and I'm sure that's, uh, that's something Donovan would be in favor of. But, you know, they're bringing in some, some veteran voices too, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. to, to change up the chemistry a little bit, again, we all love George Niang but he's going to have a much different voice in the locker room than Rudy Gay. Yeah. Somebody who's bringing in that kind of experience, yeah. you know, and, and you hope that experience translates on the floor too. When those moments come up in a playoff series where you really need one of those bench players to make a play, you know, they've been there, done that, done that, and are going to be more likely in my opinion to, to get out there and make a play. See Joe Johnson against the Clippers um, several years ago they got the Jazz out of the first yeah, round, that right. he was able to take the ball, go down, and make a big play because he had done it before and he had the confidence that uh, he was going to go down there and do it again in a huge moment that ended up winning the series for the Jazz. And nobody here on the big show is suggesting that the Jazz, oh, wow, okay, the Jazz is going to win an NBA title now. But when you have the core that they have, and like we talked about, just tinkering, bringing in a little more, Making it so you can edge forward in that pursuit—that's strong. That that is really healthy for team psyche. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll see. You know, it's, I'm sure in that locker room, it's hard to say goodbye to players like Derek Favors and George Niang because there's relationships there, and we both know that those both those guys in particular were popular in the locker room. But sometimes a little change is good. Can shake well, things up just uh, just a little bit, just enough. It depends on what your priority is. If your priority is winning, then you're going to uh, welcome a change that is going to further that right. cause. Even if and look at that, Jake. It brings us back to our opening segment. It brings even if it is tugs at your sentimentality right. a little bit. Well, particularly in this business. <laughs> And, and I talked about this uh, while you were gone. I mean, you know, if NBA players have a tough time, you know, and the sentimentality, just ask what Major League Baseball players, uh, what it's like for them. I mean, look at the Cubs. These players that were the cornerstones of a World Series uh, winning team. The Cubs are just like, well, guess what? You're not playing here anymore. <laughs> Bye-bye. It happens all the time in Major League Baseball, right? You know, yeah. all of a sudden you're not in playoff contention. And it's like, well, guess what? I, we know you brought a title to Chicago for the first time in hundreds of years, but pack your crap. You're out of here. Hundreds fl- of years. We're you make it sound like they were pursuing it since 1605. We're flipping you for prospects, <laughs> bruh. We don't even know if these are going to work out. <laughs> but you're going somewhere else. So it's just it's the nature of the business, you know, it's kind of the cold side of it all. But it's part of the reason also that they're compensated the way that they are, because that's not easy for them, too. Can you imagine in your line of work out there, whatever you do, if all of a sudden in the middle of the night, someone uh, you get your phone rings and they're like, hey, guess what? You're moving to Cleveland. (laughs) You're moving. (laughs) 
How do you like Omaha? It does happen. It does. It, it does happen. But I mean, that's that's part of the biz in sports. Yeah. Go. It is. That's why when a coach gets in front of his team and talks about loyalty and talk about making unselfish sacrifices for the good of the team, uh, that that works when your team does win because. That does translate, and other other personnel guys around the league notice that. But mm, it ain't all that loyal. What? So you're encouraging the <laughs> everybody to be selfish, me first kind of attitude. No. Not listen to the coach. You're you're encouraging the Trey Burke, uh, Trey Burks <laughs> of the world. No, I wouldn't want to do that. Do you remember that? When when everybody thought so, Trey Burke gets traded to whatever Washington uh, or whatever, and makes comments. Uh, I think it was a year later or something. You thought it was. It sounded like it was going to be this mea culpa about his time with the Jazz. So you talked about it, what a hard time that was, and you know, getting older and wiser. And then he was asked what he would do differently. He said, "I would have listened to the coaches less." <laughs> Perfect. I'm sure that just... I would have gone out there and done my own thing. You're you're justifying that behavior. Well, he already did his own thing. He would have done his own thing more. <laughs> so don't listen to the coach about sacrificing and listening and team play and all that. Screw that. I remember talking to a a well-placed uh, person inside the jazz organization who essentially told me Trey Burke can't play. <laughs> jazz moved up to draft him. I don't know, it just struck me as funny for some reason. Well, they basically cut him, so I would hope that that <laughs> would be their opinion. So what, you're laughing at him for trading up? <laughs> well, it didn't work out, did it? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it didn't work out. I know. I know, but it was funny to hear somebody from the inner structure of the jazz just saying it was a dog. What? Well, if he wasn't, they would have kept him, right? Yeah. But it was early on in mm. his stay here. <laughs> How long was his stay here? Uh, three years? Was it that long? Two years? Three? Long enough for a few pictures to be passed around. <laughs> you are something. Why Why did I bring – Why I regret bringing <laughs> Trey Burke up. Don't blame Entirely. me. I, I am blaming you. I it's, didn't bring him your, up. You did. But that doesn't mean you have to say the things. You, well, I knew. I Somebody texted me. that <laughs> I'm a big anyway. enough deal that they let me know that he sucked. <laughs> what? Why would you interpret that comment that That's way? That's how you meant it. It is it, not. That is, too. Oh, yeah. I'm such a big shot. Somebody within the organization told me the truth about a player who was a mistake. Bingo. <laughs> Come on. Bingo. Your interpretation of things really has it's me concerned. right on the money. It is not. It is so not right everybody money. is like you. Not no. everybody thinks, okay, I'm going to say this and try and make it so it makes me sound like I knew something that nobody else knew. Come on. That's not my, my point there at all. You want my autograph? It was a little bit your point. It was not. <laughs> it was definitely your point. You know, I knew he couldn't play before everybody because, you know, somebody who's a big deal thought I was a big deal and reached out and said, hey, big deal, here's a little inside info for you. 
Let's what, get together and what, have a, a big word. deal cup of coffee one of these w- days. One word for you, Jay what? Scott. One freaking word. Therapy. <laughs> Me? You? No, no, no. Yes. You're just worried that this I'm This is a, a reflection of what's in your inside your soul. You're worried that I'm a reflection inside yours. That <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling stupid. you how it is, and you're resisting. And it's fine. I get it. You don't get what you think you get. I get it. No, you don't. I do. No, I do. you're that guy. You're that guy that when you're sitting around at the restaurant or at the bar, wherever, uh, and you're you're around the campfire and you're talking about things, and you're over there, witch doctor, psychologist, who's psychoanalyzing everything people say, and you're way off base. I'm right on the nose. <laughs> Not even close. I tell you about the time I was a big deal and. And I got uh, I got a, a, a phone call from another big deal that said, become, "Hey, let me give you some big deal info." You made that joke already. At what point did you understand that you were you had these basic insecurities? You're taking personal shots. I'm just what are making, you I'm saying? making jokes over and over again. Oh, it's a joke. I'm okay. repeatedly making jokes. Oh no, it's it's <laughs> it's laughing honesty. I don't know what do we call that. Come on. Well, do you see what I got to put up with here? I mean, I, that that thought didn't even cross my mind when I brought that story up. What is your big deal net- network telling you about Pascal? <laughs> I haven't talked to my network. No, that that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> but I will. Oh, I will. Let me know what they say. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to tell you anything anymore. When you, let me know what they I, say. I, I make an observation, and you go, ah, you're doing that for your own aggrandizement. You didn't make an observation. You name-dropped. I, I didn't name even dropping. name a name. Exactly. <laughs> Help me. Oh, I'm not going to help you. Some That's somebody else's job. That's a professional. They're going to tell you the same therapy, thing I am. It's all right. You know what? It's okay. I don't therapy, feed your therapy, ego enough. Everybody should get therapy. You know, everybody. I don't feed your In ego enough. I need to make you feel more important <laughs> so you don't have to do it for yourself. I, I, will ta- I will take that role. I don't want you to take that role. I don't want your damn compliments. You know, you knew about Trey Burke well before everybody, Gordon. You did. You were on. No, it. the thing that made that story interesting was the fact that it was coming from inside the inner sanctum. It wasn't coming from someone observing from the outside, and it had nothing to do with me. A little bit. You want to make every take? It's a window into your soul. It's a window into someone's. Your soul. And not everybody's like you. <sighs> We move on. I know. I'm. Uh, I'm certainly not like you. That's for sure. Can we give like a, a stock market update or that's something? That's coming up next. Yeah, you want to. You want to hurry and get to that. Yeah. Let's, let's let's just move along here. Let us know uh, maybe a, a stock or two that your big deal network yeah. is telling just, us just, to get into. I'm just telling you. It's a, see, Lundy. It's like it's like a guy. It's like that guy who thinks he knows what everyone else is thinking. He just thinks he knows. But he doesn't know. Lundy, who's the biggest deal you've texted recently? <laughs> recently? I didn't, uh, really. I didn't with text. You? I had a conversation with this individual. Who's the biggest deal you've had a conversation with? Like ever? Sure. Um, well, what kind of conversation are we talking about? Is it like just kind of in passing like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Uh, one you'd brag about in the future. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> brag about 
I would say that the biggest deal that I've had like regular conversations with and whatnot is David Archuleta. But ah, okay, yeah. he's a big cool. deal. Yeah, yeah, I grew yeah. up. I grew up with him. So. There you go. Huh. He's a big deal. Did he ever sing in your band? Not in my band. No, <laughs> no, he's too good for us. Get together and jam, jam it out. Well, he lives in Nashville now, so. See, I think that's really interesting that you brought that up. But the fact that you did bring it up, I didn't ever think. You know, Lundy's bragging about a previous relationship no, he, he had with he, a really famous guy. He didn't brag about anything. We asked him about it. Well, yeah, but either way, I, I would never make that connection. We didn't ask you uh, who told you their opinion about Trey Burke. We just do, do I to have mention- to sit? Do you, is this an interview? Do I have to sit here and wait for you to ask me questions to answer them? Well, all I did was mention Trey Burke, and you said, well, I have a big deal story about <laughs> Trey Burke. <laughs> you, you, are, you know, if I didn't like you so much, I'd punch you right in the face. You Jerk. know, Gordon, you know, you are my big deal <laughs> network guy. Just, you are, you are the one, you are the one I, I, I tell no, everybody about. I, I was like, I can get Gordon on the I, phone right I, now. I don't want to hear Stop it. Just stop. You're uh, ruining everything over there. That I might do. That might be true. All right, stay tuned. We will Naz, get a market update coming up next. Do how does Nas do it? 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Crap. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed financing options available, Big O Tires, the team you trust. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time for a market update brought to you by our friends at TridayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TridayTrading.com. Ben Anderson joins us coming up next at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. But, Gordon, how did the markets do today? Jake, hold on a second. My computer just froze. And I'll give you the numbers, the exact numbers, here in one second. Okay, you're working on it. I'm just I can help you my, with uh, it. No, I'm if trying you to want. Get, here, here. No, no, I want to do it. I'm just my computer is doing strange things. There you go, Tiger. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> wow, are these numbers correct? The uh, the Dow Jones uh, dropped 323 points. That doesn't sound good. The S&P dropped 20 and a half points. That doesn't sound good either. And the NASDAQ was up uh, 19 points. Oh, well, that's better. All right. No so, wonder my computer froze. Didn't want me to report that kind of information. It, it didn't want you to have the info? That's the deal? That's so weird. Oh, wait. It just came back up. You were right. Well, good timing. We're already done. All right, there's your uh, market update. We're going to talk to Ben Anderson coming up right around the corner. Uh, looking forward to talking to Ben, getting his thoughts on um, on what the Jazz have done. I, I think it's been a pretty good offseason. I don't know. I haven't looked into a lot of the, the social media buzz and what the kind of fans are saying out there. But I would guess, I mean, there's some stuff to be optimistic about, I would think. Yes, I definitely think so. Uh, by the way, there's a, there's a good story. I retweeted it out there from uh, Eric Woodyard. Or, excuse me, Woodyard. Um, he formerly is of the Deseret News. He wrote an article on June 4th of 2019 uh, breaking down 
uh, the childhood relationship with uh, Donovan Mitchell and Eric Pascal. So uh, it, it was a, a good piece then and uh, even more relevant today. It's got some uh, like cool pictures of when they were growing up as kids, too. Hmm. That's good. All right. Man, Eric is one of those success stories out there. He's killing it for ESPN. Did great work for, uh, for the Deseret News. And uh, still, uh, you'll still see him pop up on those Zoom press conferences every once in a while. He still has a little toe in jazz world. Yeah, uh, and uh, a very nice man. Oh, man, Eric's well. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. All right, so uh, Ben Anderson is going to join us coming up right around the corner, but let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our friend Andrew Reinhardt. And, Andrew, let's talk about turning back the clock. Yes, turn back the clock in the bedroom, guys. If you're feeling like uh, it's not going so well in the bedroom, but maybe you're too young, uh, you're too healthy, I promise you're more normal than you think. So many guys struggling with erectile dysfunction, and that's where Wasatch Medical comes in. With our wave therapy, we kind of pioneered this technology. We've probably used it more than anybody in the country. It repairs and opens up the blood vessels. It improves circulation. And I can't tell you how many guys have left this clinic almost like a new person. Uh, When things work in the bedroom, my opinion is that they work outside of the bedroom a little better, too. It has a ripple effect. They get off the pill, and the stress certainly melts away. Bet you've seen some pretty happy partners and spouses as well. We are, and guys are surprised. They come in and they say, you know, I thought this was a men's clinic, and there's, <laughs> there's a lot of significant others, a lot of wives. Um, and that's really cool because the relationship is certainly impacted by erectile dysfunction. It affects the man, his significant other. And generally, I would say 99% of the time, the spouse, the spouse is cheering him on. She wants this. Uh, you know, and, and certainly there's a level of happiness that comes for both people. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. That's the number to call, and you always take great care of our listeners. If you're struggling with ED, yes, call us, and it is zero obligation. It's totally free. You can leave your wallet at home and just take the free. Uh, you'll meet with our doctor. He'll do an assessment and a blood flow ultrasound, uh, no charge. You get the gift that produces pretty immediate uh, impacts in the bedroom, and you'll love that. And if you feel like you've got a need, the blood work and testosterone is included as well. So it's a lot of value. Give us a call now. It's all free. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. Ben Anderson coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.